Hey everyone, welcome to Bet On It. This is a new podcast I'm starting up. Basically, we're going to break down every game in the divisional round this week and make your betting life a lot easier. Um, past this, we'll go into basketball, but this week, the main focus we got right now is divisional playoffs. It's an exciting time. And the first game we got, we got Green Bay versus the Rams, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Um, the opening odds, we got the Rams uh, as underdogs by seven points is the spread. Money line plus 255, and the over-under is 45-and-a-half. Now the main matchup in this game is going to be if Green Bay can pass the ball, move the ball on Jalen Ramsey and this top Rams passing defense. They only give up 187 yards a game which is pretty incredible considering they're up against the Seahawks, Kyler Murray, the Seahawks and Kyler Murray in their own division, which the Seahawks opened the season as probably the top offense in the league, and the Rams never had a problem with them. DK Metcalf was shut down, and that's how it was last week. They only gave up 142 yards to Russell Wilson, made him look very human. So if they can shut down Russell Wilson – I don't think they're going to have much of a problem with Aaron Rodgers here, and I'll tell you why. So, obviously, we're going to see Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. you got the top corner in the league versus a receiver who likes to claim himself as the best, which, in my opinion, is not true, but he's definitely top five. So, it'll be interesting. He's a completely different animal than DK Metcalf. DK is like just some big monster of a man, and Devontae's slick. He's going to move around a lot, make a, make a lot of problems for Jalen. But in that matchup, I like Jalen Ramsey. I think he is going to win that matchup. So the main thing is the other receivers are going to have to get open. We're going to have Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And the other members of this Rams secondary have played very well. So I don't think that's going to be necessarily easy. So what's going to come down to in this game, what's going to decide this game is Aaron Jones as a receiver out of the backfield. Basically, the Rams linebackers are going to have the task of covering him, and if he can have a game, that is the only way Green Bay can win because, honestly, I know they're the favorite. I know they're the one seed, but this matchup favors the Rams in a lot of ways, mainly that defense mainly that pass defense, but they can get pressure with four. You're going to have Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league, no doubt, and Leonard Floyd as the defensive end, who was with the Bears uh, until last year, I think. He went to the Rams, and now he has suddenly become a, a great defensive end, where on the Bears he wasn't much of a problem for teams. But now he's doing very well. So... Those two guys, if they can pressure Aaron Rodgers, if they can pressure him with four, because they're not going to want to blitz in this game because those veteran quarterbacks, very good at picking up blitzes, very good. But the one team that gave Aaron Rodgers problems this whole year was the Bucks, And it's going to go opposite of my point because they basically blitzed him constantly. He was under fire the whole game. They could not protect him. But they focused on that now. Like, they've gotten a lot better at blitz protection. That offensive line is a lot better now. So that's not going to work anymore. Like, if they played the Bucks again, they would torch that defense. Like, it, it wouldn't be a problem. So 
Now I'm going to move on to the other side of this, which is the Rams offense. Now you got Jared Goff. He's got a bad thumb, and he wasn't even supposed to play last week. It was John Walford who got hurt, which I thought should have been a flag, personal foul on Jamal Adams, who he hit him in the head. With the, even with the shoulder, it was unnecessary. I know it's like hard for the defender to stop at that point, but that, that should have been a flag. But anyway, Jared Goff's going to be the guy with the bad thumb, but I didn't think he looked bad versus Seattle. Like I couldn't tell that anything was wrong with him. He, he looked fine throwing the ball. So I don't think that's going to be much of an issue if he looked good last week because Seattle's defense has been playing well lately. And even though he didn't have to play well, it was mostly the Rams, uh, the Rams defense, but he still looked okay. He played winning football last week. And now the big thing in this game is going to be Cam Akers. He has been running the ball very effectively. He's at a, uh, the Rams have had 130 yards rushing their last three games, which that's inside the top 10 in the NFL, which they're going to need to do on this Green Bay defense because Jared Goff, it's only going to be a second game back. He did look he did look good last week, but that run game and play action is very important for this Rams offense. There's no one that relies more on play action than Jared Goff. So Cam Akers is going to be able he's going to have to be able to run the ball. That's how they're going to win this game. They're going to have to eat up the clock, win the time of possession, and that that's the key for them because Green Bay's rush defense it's pretty mediocre, middle of the pack. So if the Rams run the ball, they win this game. And with a spread of seven, I think you can bet on the Rams with that one because I think this is going to be like a three-point game. This is going to be a closer game. And honestly, I I would take the Rams in this one. Uh, the money line's plus 255. Uh, if you got a low-risk bet to make, that this would definitely be it. You can make some money off of this. And the over-under is 45 and a half. That's a toss-up because last week versus Seattle, the over-under was 42.5. And And I took the under because in that game, the highest uh, the Rams and Seahawks had ever gotten was 39. And in their most previous matchup, they only got to 29. So usually when teams play each other more than once, their defense gets better. But the case was basically Russ threw a pick six which forced them to try to play catch up the whole game. They couldn't get into their offense. So that game ended up being higher scoring. So I'm going to take, I'm going to say the under is the take in this game just because the, the this game is going to go for the Rams. The Rams are going to have their way in this game. They're going to run the ball. Green Bay is not going to be able to move the ball very well. And if they do, it's going to be with Aaron Jones and these little checkdowns. They're not going to have big chunk plays versus this defense. So, yeah, I'd, I'd take the under with 45 and a half. Got the Rams with the spread. And I wouldn't bet on the money line, personally. Uh, I'd lean towards taking the Rams in this game. I like the Rams by three. But a safe bet in this game, to be clear, would be taking the Rams spread, which is plus seven. They're, they're going to... They're going to make this closer game than that. So money line, stay away from it. Take the under and take the Rams spread. So now we move on to the second game on Saturday. The Buffalo Bills. It's just weird to say that they're in the playoffs. It's crazy. But they are facing off against 
Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens team. Right now, the spread, Baltimore plus 2.5, money line uh, plus 125. Um, honestly, in this game, I'll start off by being very clear. A lot of people are saying the Ravens are going to win this game. Like every talk show, every uh, sports like first take, Undisputed, they, they all like the Ravens. Everyone likes the Ravens. And, I mean, you can see why when you just look at the stats. Uh, they have the top rushing attack in the league, obviously, with the Lamar Jackson. It's almost impossible to stop him. And then they've in their last three games, they've had 296 rushing yards per game. That is that is incredible. I, I, I thought that was fake when I saw that. I was like, is this just last three total or is this like per game? But it's per game, 296 rushing yards per game. They're having their way. And in postseason football, being able to run the ball is huge, which they have. And that that's incredible. And it's not a good matchup for the Bills because they're 20th in rush defense. And the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, they got 163 against them and made that a much more competitive game than that should have been. And a lot of people with the Ravens, they, they say, oh, they don't have a number one receiver. Uh, how's this going to work? Well, they got this rushing attack in, in this game. The Bills don't have any outstanding corners. Uh, no offense to Tredavious White. He had a lot better of a year last year. And I I don't think Marquise Brown and company are going to have a problem getting open. Mark Andrews, he's going to have good matchups this game. He's going to be key. The middle of the field, basically. If they can attack the seams, that will be key. So as far as Baltimore offense versus the Bills defense, they have a very huge advantage. And then on the other side of the ball, obviously Josh Allen. Uh, he was an MVP candidate this year. It's obviously going to be Aaron Rodgers, but he, he's up there. And you got them as the number three passing offense with Stefan Diggs, John Brown. Uh, it's been incredible to see how that team has developed and how the addition of Stefan Diggs has really made them take that next step. But Baltimore is a very good defense They and a number six pass defense. They, they got Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith at corner. They're going to make it tough on Diggs to get open. That That's going to be their main their main goal, stop Stephon Diggs. And if they can do that, they're going to win this game because Buffalo does not have a good rushing attack. They, they just don't. They're going to be one-dimensional in this game, and that's going to lean heavily towards the Ravens because they're, they're just going to be able to get after him. They, they got a, a good rush, a good pass rush. They, they're not going to have problems here. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is if you've heard that the Ravens are a good bet, it's pretty true. But there is a very big uh, thing we're missing here. The weather is going to be a, a huge factor. It's going to be snowing. Lamar Jackson has never played in the snow. Now, I remember, so I'm a Patriots fan, and earlier this year the Ravens played the Patriots in in Gillette, and the weather was it was terrible. There was like rain, wind, it, it was heavy, and the Ravens looked very bad. The Patriots won that game, and the Ravens, uh, basically all the Patriots had to do was stop the run, and if the Bills can somehow stack the box and stop the run and force 
Lamar Jackson to throw in the snow in the elements. They will win this game, but in the snow, you're going to want to run the ball anyways. So I like Baltimore in this game. Another, technically another underdog, I guess, but this is one that a lot of people like. And basically, the main point in this, it's not even the the Baltimore rushing attack. It's good defense beats good offense. And the Ravens are a top defense, and the Bills, they're top offense, but they're a one-dimensional top offense. And that that's the problem. So basically, take the spread in favor of Baltimore. Take the money line in favor of Baltimore. It's... It's close because I, I love the Bills. They've uh, Since I was a Patriots fan, I, I like seeing the AFC East do good. And I forgot the, the over-under is 49.5. And in the elements, that's kind of a tough call. I'd probably stay away from that one. I, I just like Baltimore and their spread. So in summary, take... Baltimore plus 2.5 and take that money line because they are the better team here. Baltimore is the better team. So now we're going into Sunday. This one's got some wild matchups. And first of all, we got Kansas City versus Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. I can't believe what happened last week. I, I can't believe it. I lost so much money because of this. And I don't think... I, I'm crazy, or I'm the only one that says this, but uh, before they played the Steelers, they played the Steelers the week before, and they won by two points versus the backups, and somehow they come out and dominate all the starters. Like, someone explain that to me. It, it's crazy, but I was very impressed with Cleveland. Now, the odds for this game, obviously, they're going to heavily favor Kansas City. Uh, the money line, they're... KC minus 500, the spread minus 10, and the over-under is 57 and a half. Now, honestly, a lot of people don't think this game is going to be close. I think it has the potential to be, and this is how it could be. So the Cleveland rushing attack, that, that's what's going to keep them in this game. They're going to have to eat up the clock because you don't want to give Mahomes and those boys any chance to get going because you got to keep them off the field if you want a chance to win this game. And Cleveland, they've been able to run the ball very effectively. They're top three, uh, 147 yards per game. And Casey's 19th in rushing defense, which isn't all that great. They're giving up about 122 yards per game. And that, that seems bad, but their last three, they've been a lot better, but they haven't been against the best teams. But notably, one of those games was the Saints, and that was the game where they gave up the least, surprisingly. They only gave up 60 rushing yards to the Saints. So honestly, I'm not worried about the KC rush defense. Not worried at all. I think they will be fine. They're just going to stack the box and force Mayfield to beat him, which I don't think he'll be able to do. Because outside of Jarvis, you don't have any outstanding receivers on that side of the ball. So basically, the only way that the Browns defense has a chance in this game is if Miles Garrett wrecks the game. He's going to have to have the best game of his life. If he can do that, if he can get constant pressure on Mahomes, because you can't blitz him, because he picks apart blitzes, 
Teams that try to blitz him have had no success. Absolutely none. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks played them. Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator, loves to blitz. Um, Tyreek Hill had like 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. It, it doesn't work. The, you can't just leave your secondary out to dry like that. So they're going to have to be able to get pressure with four. And they have the ability to do that, but it's going to start with Miles Garrett. He's going to have to be the guy. And because uh, that Cleveland secondary respect to Denzel Ward, but they're 25th in pass defense. So they're, they're going to need to get some pressure. They gave up 500 yards last week to Big Ben. And a lot of that was them just in their prevent defense. But if the Steelers don't make all those mistakes at the start of the game, just like snapping the ball over Ben's head and stuff, if you take those dumb mistakes out of it, they played, they looked like the better team once they got in a rhythm. So obviously for Cleveland to win this game, they're, they're going to need to get some mistakes from KC. And they they might get a couple, but nothing like what what happened last week. So my prediction: take everything Casey in this game. Take the money line. Take um, the spread. They'll I think they'll win by at least fourteen, but the spread's only ten. So take take that and oh take the over. Uh, I say that in almost any Casey game. You're you're gonna want to take the over. That offense is it's crazy. Basically, they're just going to load the box, stop the run, force Baker to beat him, which he's not going to be able to do because the KC pass defense, Tyron Matthew, all those guys, they they're not gonna they're not gonna have a bad game. They're they're gonna become they're gonna come prepared, and that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna stop Baker Mayfield. So, KC wins that game. I don't think it's gonna be close. It's got the potential to be if the Browns can run the ball and get pressure on Mahomes. Now we move on to the last game of the weekend. And this is this is probably the most exciting one. We got the Saints, the Bucks, Breeze versus Brady, the trilogy. Wow. Just it's crazy that these guys are meeting in the playoffs. You, you never thought this would happen, but here we go. This is the nightcap on Sunday. Uh, opening odds, you've got the Saints minus three, and uh, the Bucks plus 140 for the money line, and the over-under is 52. Now, to just open this up, whatever happens in this game, this would be my for sure bet of the weekend, and that is take the over. Like, just take the over. This game is going to be in the 30s, probably both teams. <coughs> Excuse me, because the Bucks. They're going to have to keep up with the Saints team because their defense is not not good at all. Their defense, is last week versus Washington, they just looked horrible. They gave up 300 pass yards to the, the four-stringer Heineke, who after that game, a lot of people said, oh, he deserves a, he deserves a starting job. He, he played really well. His receivers were wide open. The, the, it, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even questionable. I was not impressed. I was just like, this Bucks defense, their pass defense is like god-awful. It's terrible. But the one thing they do, they stop the run. So Kamara, he's not going to have a big game. If there's like a prop bet on his over-under rushing yards, take the under. 
because they're the number one rush defense. They only give up like 80 yards a game. And he, even the best, even the best running backs, like they don't, they don't do much against him. But Dalvin Cook did get like 90 yards, I think. But it, it that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen in this game because the Saints, they're gonna realize they can't run the ball. They're gonna go five wide, empty set. Drew Brees is just gonna pick apart the secondary, and it, it's gonna be so easy for him to do that. So what the Bucks gotta do? They're going to have to blitz him, which probably won't work because then you're going to leave your secondary man-to-man with Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Deontay Harris has looked a lot a lot better in recent weeks, so they're going to be able to get open, no question. So basically what this comes down to, can the Bucks keep up with the Saints? Because obviously the Bucks have... So many weapons on offense, but this Saints team has been their kryptonite. They have stopped them every time. Every time they played each other, it hasn't even been close. Uh, the The first game, the first game of the year, it was understandable. There's no preseason, no OTAs. Tom's being thrown into a new team. You got all these guys to work with, uh, not on the same page. Okay. Then they play each other around the middle of the season, and it's even worse because. In the first game, uh, <clears throat> the Bucks opening drive, they just marched down and scored right away. You know, like, oh, this team's going to win the Super Bowl. That looked amazing. Now we fast forward to the middle of the season, and they don't even score a touchdown. And so I'm going to make a case of why that happened. They're, they were just throwing. That was the first game that Antonio Brown got thrown into the mix. And that, obviously, Antonio Brown is guy – Big ego. You don't know how that's going to affect your team. But mainly in that game, the play calling was just, it was terrible. And on top of that, Tom had one of the worst games I've, I've ever seen him have in my life. But the main thing was, they became one-dimensional way too early. They went away from the run game. Like their their third drive of the game, they just stopped running. And a part of that was they got down. Like so early, so the key for them, they're gonna have to start fast so they can keep running the ball because they're <clears throat> they're gonna want to keep that Saints offense off the field for the sake of their defense. It was it was terrible. They're gonna have to get lucky and get some fumbles or something because they they are they are atrocious. And even though the Bucks have all these weapon weapons, the Saints defense they have all the tools to beat them. They have good corners, Marshawn Lattimore. Janoris Jenkins, they can pressure with four. They don't got to blitz him, give up anything in the secondary. Honestly, when I look at this, I, I see a clear clear and obvious Saints victory. But uh, the past five weeks, the Bucks have been on probably, they have looked like the best offense in the league. So, and a part of that was they were playing bad defenses until they played Washington last week. And they still look good against Washington. A lot of people are saying that, oh, they just preyed on bad defenses. So this Washington team should give them problems. But the offense didn't have any problems against Washington. It was just that that defense was so horrible. And the bottom line is that if that defense cannot stop the four-stringer, Taylor Heineke, how are they going to stop Drew Brees? But mainly being Drew Brees has all these weapons with them. The the Washington football team, uh, they got Terry McLaurin, who is 
hell of a player. He's young. But besides that, uh, I guess you got their tight end, uh, Logan Thomas. I think he's he's pretty good. But the Saints, it's a whole different animal. And so the key for the Bucks, Fournette, he, he's been playing – He's been running the ball very well. He's going to have to have another one of those games where he runs the ball very well. They're going to have to be able to get the play action going. So basically keep the Saints rushing attack or the Saints pass rush at bay because last time they played, Tom was pressured on like 45% of his snaps, which that that's insane. That's almost half of his snaps he's getting hit or, or pressured. And that, that, that's just not going to work out because when he gets pressured, he, he's very human. But he's good at – he's very good pre-snap and making sure all these guys get picked up. And if the linemen do their job, it should work out for him. But basically, the Saints are the Bucks' kryptonite. I think a very safe bet in this game, obviously the over of 52. It's going to be high scoring. Uh Saints minus three, they're going to win by at least seven in this game. My prediction was 10, but I don't see them winning by less than a touchdown. And their money line also is a pretty safe bet. So that that's the divisional round, guys. We we went through everything. Um, wish you the best of luck this week. If I steered you wrong in any way, uh, you, can, you can tell me. Um, I'll leave a link below. You can send all your hate my way, but I, I'm very confident in what we went through today. And uh, we'll be back Monday uh, for some betting on some NBA and some college basketball. That's going to be a whole part of it. But today I just wanted to focus on the playoffs this week because that's obviously the most important thing. So it's been a pleasure, uh, and we'll see you Monday. Peace out.